get there in one year or even in one term. But we as a people will get to the promised land. I promise you, we as a people will get there. And whenever men and women scream their backs up, they are going somewhere because a man can't lie to back unless it is getting a word about anything or not fearing anything. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to Everybody Mad, the podcast where nothing is off the table, facts are currency, and at some point, everyone will feel uncomfortable. This is what happens after. Welcome to Everybody Mad, the podcast. Welcome back to Everybody Mad. You're now into Everybody Mad, the chat room. This is your boy, Rel. Uh, as always, thank y'all for coming back. Uh, email everybodymadpod at gmail.com on IG, everybodymadpod, and on all major podcast platforms, everybodymad. So, as always, uh, when I have a guest, I ask them to introduce themselves by giving their name, age, sex, location, and one interesting fact about themselves. So, say what's up to the people. Well, for starters, thank you for inviting me on this because I absolutely love to talk. So I know we're going to jump into some great topics today, so I'm hype about that. Um, For those of you who don't know me, my name is Nicolette, but on Instagram and YouTube and TikTok and everywhere else, I'm known as Modelette Nick, and I primarily focus on content creation and bringing awareness to products, lifestyle, beauty, hair, and just overall mental health wellness. Um, One interesting fact, Hmm. it could be absolutely anything. Whatever. I'm afraid of squirrels. That's, That's very interesting. interesting. That is very interesting. <laughs> I'm 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 not even gonna ask. That's just that's very interesting. Okay. So <laughs> that's known. Oh so, yeah, I'm not I'm I'm not gonna ask. Uh, you're afraid of squirrels and we we just gonna respect that. So tell the people a little bit more about yourself though. Um, because I'm I'm excited for the conversation that we're gonna have and before we get into it. Uh, I think, you know, it's important that they, they just know who you are a little bit more. So, uh, you mentioned you have, uh, YouTube, TikTok, you go by Modelist Nick. Where did it all come from? So, it started off first with just me, like, way back 2013, 2012, probably even then. Um, just want to find, like, a connect more with myself. And as odd as it sounds, like being able to connect with myself, I found it through connecting through other people. Mm. And, you know, I was in the process of transitioning to going to natural and then also just finding like a voice for myself, finding my interests, finding like my own forms of happiness and being able to create content that was centered around only uplifting myself and like feeling beautiful and doing my hair but also it helps with like making other people appreciate their own beauty and embrace trying new things and new styles so that was pretty much the center of getting started on all of my social media platforms then from there it transitioned into me just find other traits about myself so like i do photography i absolutely love it and of course i've been doing like the modeling thing for a while so that has always gone like 
toe-to-toe with each other. Um, and then now I just really enjoy being able to talk about stuff because I feel like, especially now, we don't talk enough. And, right, don't talk enough. And it's like there's always this disconnect on other people's perspectives because it's just easy to really have your own outlook on things but when you're able to have conversations with people you're able to really figure out wow I never really thought about you know thinking of something this way so being able to just talk about absolute anything with people like I feel like that makes it even more meaningful for me to do what I'm doing Mm. I will note um, a couple of things about like what you said and end on something and I guess we can kind of jump into it from there but you, you talked about how for you it was, you know, finding yourself and this is how, you know, you kind of derived or, you know, landed on these platforms. And as I think about that, for me, like, I think some of it is a little backwards is where like I, you know, had an idea of where I wanted to go and I wanted to then use the podcast as a way to then connect to more people um, to expand uh, just, you know, what, you know, where where we were talking about things, the conversations that we were talking about, how we're talking about them. You know, we were just talking offline, um, but I mentioned uh, about the fact that uh, I like to make sure that while nothing is off the table, you know, the conversations are still done in a mature way and in a way that, you know, is productive and fruitful. And yes, I, I do think that we should, you know, be having more conversations about things, about whatever, like broad spectrum things. Um, and for this particular conversation, I, I'm excited to talk about, uh, body positivity and you, you talked about, you know, the, the loving yourself and, and the different forms and aspects that that takes. So the topic for today, our hot seat is, uh, body, body positivity. And what is that? Um, what is it and how do we achieve it? And for me, um, it takes actually a couple of different forms because it isn't just, you know, the body, the physical, you know, your legs, your, your, you know, your thighs, your ass, whether you have boobs or not, like there's more to that. Um, you, you touched on natural hair. Uh, you know, that's also an aspect of it. You know, the audience may not know quite yet, but you also, you know, do, uh, makeup tutorials and things like that. So, all of that, you know, fits into this conversation around body positivity. So let's jump into it. Uh, early part of this year, you posted a photo, um, a, a, a topless or shirtless photo. I don't know how you describe it, whatever, however it's described. You posted a, a, a photo, um, just no shirt on. And it was for me, it was that photo that I said, oh, I want to have this conversation. Um, because like I immediately saw it and I was just like, oh, this, to me, this, this, that photo spoke volumes. It was a black and white photo. Um, it's very raw. It's very clean. It's very clear. Uh, and like, I think that cliche line about a photo speaks a thousand or says a thousand words, um, was very true there because it, it put, uh, you like just out there to bear. So I guess my first question was, what were your, what were the thoughts that kind of led to that, that photo? So it's funny, like I knew you, for some reason I was like, I knew that that photo was going to be the reason why we were going to talk about this. And the thing like that is I'm always a big fan of 
doing whatever you want to do, however you want to do it. Um, I'm also a very reserved person. Mm. So when it came down to like trying to do that entire shoot, and I did that shoot with my best friend, and he's a male. So he's always, you know, trying to tell me, you know, love the skin that you're in. Like, we just have this type of bullshit where we really, like, uplift each other to the max. So he knows, like, I love to model. I love to do different things. But when it comes down to anything pertaining to me, either being half naked, fully naked, anything showing skin, I'm very, like, reserved about that. And it's not because I'm ashamed of how I look, but... I, I have a lot of things going on, so I always have to think in the back of my mind, although I want to be out there, I have to be mindful of the type of audience I have. Mm-hmm. And the type of audience I have, they're like also very reserved with me. And they are so used to me being one specific way, showing certain type of content. So for me, that was a way to just escape, be bold, and let people know, like, it's okay for me to do, and it's not even, I don't even want to say it was scandalous, but it's okay for me to do these type of things. It was far from so, scandalous. Uh, like, it, I, I, I immediately saw it as a statement of, I'm here, I'm comfortable, um, I, I'm me, like, there were there were layers to it and and we'll get into some more of those there but just at the top like know for the rest of this conversation who's listening that there were layers that i saw in this photo um (laughs) that particularly like i said yeah it, it sparked this conversation the funny thing is that photo how it looks is not how it actually looks like explain so like he covered um, my nipples, of course, because just to be mindful of Instagram's guidelines and stuff like that. Um, and then also, like, when I posted it, I'm always overthinking. Like, I overthink everything that I do 24-7. So when I posted it, I was like, okay, how can I crop this so it's not like you see so much of my skin when obviously you see a lot of my skin without being too revealing. But I'm always like just worrying about it and I didn't want to post it because I was just overthinking it. Mm. And he was just like, you need to stop, like just stop, just post it, embrace it because I know you want to post it and I know you have a message for it. And I said, you know what, you're right. Whoever likes it, likes it and who doesn't like it, won't like it. So when I posted it, the amount of feedback that I got that was so positive, and it wasn't even like I was looking for that feedback. It was just how everybody was so supportive mm-hmm. and how it felt so related for other people that they literally were just, oh my gosh, I love that you did this because now it makes me feel like I am so proud of who I am and I want to just show it off. I did get a couple like red flag people who were like, you don't need to show your skin to prove to us that you love your body. And it didn't bother me. It didn't make me want to take it down. It didn't make me want to block them or comment on them negatively. It was more so like, you just aren't ready to fully embrace this type of art. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. Because you're entitled to how you feel. You're entitled to your opinion. But I'm going to continue to 
be happy and enjoy my moment and enjoy this and and that's what it is so i really loved that photo shoot a lot and he tries to get me to do a lot more of those and i'm like all right we're gonna take it like one step at a time because i don't know so i mentioned i mentioned the layers that there are to this photo that i at least saw and you could say you know as i guess the subject and you know even the producer of the content that that wasn't there um, but again, the, the photo has a thousand words because the other aspect there to it beyond just being, you know, fully topless was the short hair. And if you, if you are observant, particularly for, you know, black women, um, short hair is, is not an easily, you know, brokered conversation, you know, with a black woman, um, you know, the, the confidence that it takes to not only, you know, stand up shirtless or topless for a photo, but then also doing it in short hair. Um, were there any, was that intentional? Was it, you know, just circumstance that you were rocking the shortcut? No, I mean, it's just. So, with the story here now, like, that's just as comparable as me being, like, topless. Like, my audience, they just love me with long hair. So even when I had that time where I cut my hair, it was, like, this big shock. And the message I had behind that, too, was, like, you guys do realize that it's just hair, right? It's just hair. Like, you're not going to die the next day you're not going to be banned from certain areas in the world like it's just short hair and it will grow back um so for me at the time when i had short hair well just cut it that was a bold statement for me letting everyone know like there's no control over me this is who i am i can do whatever i want and if i choose to reset and start from the beginning then that's what I would do because, you know, I work with a ton of brands that are really strict on this is what we want you to look like. This is the image we're going for. And for me, I didn't like being tied down like that. Mm. I wanted to be able to still be my true authentic self, but still be able to create content, bring brand awareness and, and, and have that free freedom and luxury to do so. Um, so when I did this photo now, I still had the short hair, was growing back and everything, but I just, with, with the short hair, I feel like it, it made me, how can I say this? It made, it made more of me become present to the front, if mm. that makes sense. It, it because, does, it makes a ton of sense. Right, because I felt like so much of my features just changed. I was able to see like my cheekbones, my jawline looked just like, like where was all this when my hair was long, you know? So it gave me this sense of confidence that was like on 10 than I already had. And I love that. So now pairing that with being able to be comfortable in my skin, like that was just unstoppable on that day. So sticking with this photo uh, for a little longer, um, mm -hmm. afterwards, uh, like even thinking about it now, what does it do for you looking back at it? You know, I, anytime I do anything, any type of post that I have, I don't with the intention of what will it do for me. I think I more so go with the intention of how can this help somebody else today? Or how can this 
be of guidance for somebody next week because you know we all go through stuff and half the time when I'm reposting something posting something for me liking something there's always a message so I wanted to do something that was going to resonate with a lot of people and however that message was going to be delivered to them is however it can be applied to their life and I and there's a lot of people that on a daily basis tell me you know what I needed this message right now thank you for this so it wasn't I didn't post it with an intention to capture any specific goal it was just a message that this is how I'm feeling and if you're feeling this way too then we can share this experience together and however it's going to help you apply this to your life go ahead and go for it and just be like you just be authentic love you and that's that's all we really need that whole statement right what you just said was so real um i'm thinking about a conversation that i had today where um someone hit me up and they were just they were asking about the podcast and I, you know, it's genuine interest. I'm like, yeah, you know, what's up? And they were just like, you know, I follow you on Facebook um, and I see your, your your statuses often. So in my in the back of their mind, they were waiting for me to put out a podcast without me ever, ever having spoken to them about this podcast. And the beauty of that conversation was something of how you said similarly. I'm just I'm putting it out you know, not anticipating that it will speak to someone, but it's speaking to me. And I'm, you know, I guess I'm being vulnerable enough to put it out there in the world and you receive it how you receive it. And to hear, you know, someone, you know, like you said, reach out and say, I needed that message or, um, you know, I pay attention to your content. I was just like, oh, well, thank you. Because I, 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 I put the podcast together to bring awareness to things and speak on things that I, I really did think needed to be sp- spoken on. Um, right. And and in some ways I do have, you know, you talked about this, that audience in mind, because you know, you, you, you have an idea of who your audience is. You want to make sure that you're putting out content that's relevant, um, that's relevant to you, but then that's also still just relevant to the audience that you're seeking to, you know, to gain. Um, however, right. for me, in putting this this podcast and, and together and putting it out there was largely just to like get my own thoughts, you know, out and, you know, express. And if other people bump exactly. with it, they bump with it. So that that that's the right. beauty, I guess, of when you find yourself and you're you're doing it for yourself. And mm-hmm. the significance of that particular, you know, moment that we just, you know, brokered is the lead into the rest of this conversation around body positivity, um, our obsession, obsession with image and, and all of that. So I wanted to, to use that. Go ahead. You want to say something? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm agreeing with what you said. I, w- I wanted to use that photo to, to open up this conversation because, as like I said, it, it to me it was just bare. It was raw, um, topless, shortcut. Now, what else is there? And what else is there is just our our natural, you know, perceptions of what we we define as looking good. Um, so, as someone who does beauty tutorials, makeup tutorials, hair tutorials, uh, what sort of thoughts do you have in your mind around? Um, both the negative and the positives of how this content is received and digested by your audience. 
Um, so as far as the positives, I mean, well, not even. I don't even want to start with, like, the positives or the negatives. I would say on a whole, it's finding that, that focus, finding that purpose of why you're creating this type of content, right? And then does it mean something to you? And then once you master that, the rest will feel like it's just a breeze. So whether you get positive feedback from it, whether you get negative feedback from it, that wouldn't even matter to you because at the end of the day, you knew what you put out there was for quality for yourself. Mm-hmm. It like fuel. It, it sounds crazy, but like it fuels your soul. It makes you feel like you've accomplished something, and not even for anybody else, but internally you accomplished what you wanted to get out there. Like you said, it's content for gathering your thoughts. And a lot of things that, you know, even I myself, because I'm, I'm, I'm human, and who doesn't have these type of thoughts at times? We're always on social media. We are always seeing different forms of content where people are looking a certain way. And, you know, as an as a individual, sometimes we, we get to that point where we're questioning certain things about our body, our physical, even our mental. And I think that, you know, social media and society does a great job of painting this picture of yep. how we are expected to be and how we are expected to carry out through life. And I think, you know, one of the joys of being fully self-aware of who you are is that you can be able to separate the two and be able to realize, like, you know what, although, you know, the typical Instagram model or whoever is portrayed a certain way this is who i am this is how i'm happy and that's all that matters because the reality of it not everyone is going to be able to achieve that instagram model look that's just point blank period no money in the world no love in the world no environment you could take as many selfies you are not going to be able to achieve those things. I'm sorry. It's just out of the question. Um, but I think the moment that you are able to just separate the fakeness and true to yourself and true to what you want to do, I think the positive, the negatives wouldn't even matter anymore. And I'm glad you ended there because that, to me, sets up my next question of how do you keep the negativity out how do you um block out like the negative perceptions of just being another instagram model or um it not you know like how do you deal with the keeping the negativity away to be honest i am like perfect at that and i say that because the 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 kind of growth that i had over the years has been so different where when I first started out creating content, I was really like conscious of what people would say. Mm. I was always thinking like, I don't want to put this out and I would always hesitate. And it turned out that I was blocking my own blessings. I was blocking my own growth because I was so fearful of other people's validations where I wasn't getting anywhere. So for me, I had to, you know, program myself to just accept. People are not always going to agree with whatever I say or do or post, but at the end of the day, there is going to be that group of people that are going to support me no matter what. And those are the type of 
people that you need to hold on to because they're the ones that are relatable. They're the ones that are going to support you. They're going to uplift you. They're going to continue to motivate you. So, you know, there's times even now where I don't even want to, like, create content because I'm just not motivated. But then I remember, and I actually visibly see it because people will message me and say, I absolutely love this video, or I love this message that you said. I love your channel. Like, I really appreciate you doing all of this because it helped me get over bullying. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy. Like, even saying with that, this one girl, she reached out to me. She might be, like, I want to say 15, anywhere from 15 to 17. But she reached out to me, and she was like, you know, I see, like, you have a similar body shape to me, and I just want to know how do you deal with confidence because I deal with bullying. There's a bunch of guys that are always making fun of me for my how my size is and everything, and I just want to know how you stay so confident. And it's moments like that where I just feel so happy, and mm -hmm. I, I just, like, someone feels so comfortable to reach out to me to ask me that for when I'm just being, like, a person. I'm like, I don't even value my, not value myself, but I don't even say that I'm a public figure. I'm just being me, you know? And I think that's what makes it so much more fulfilling for me because of the fact that I am just being me. I don't go by any titles, and I'm not afraid to really share my experiences with people. So when it comes to the negative aspect of it, I literally just ignore. I will not block you i have some friends that will block i don't do the blocking unless you like trying to threaten me <laughs> but i'm not gonna block i do comment back but i will never say anything negative i'm always like you know what thank you for your opinion because people are entitled to their opinions so i'm like thank you for your opinion thank you for boosting my engagement <laughs> instead of like one comment now you got two comments mm -hmm. so you know, I always look at positive outlooks to things, and then and they, now when you respond to them positively now, now they're all shook up, and they're like, oh, I mean it like that. Yes, you did. You meant it like that. You came to my page to start something, and I put that smoke out. So now you feel like you feel stupid. Mm. So thank you for, you know, so I think just being able to give positivity when there's a negative type of energy in your way, that, that speaks volumes. I, I want to just add to that that um, I personally think your content is dope. Uh, I think I've you know just expressed Thank that. You. Um, I think it's important to let people know when they're dope in general. Like if someone d does something you know great, you should let them know. If people are you know putting together a a as a producer of content and they're doing stuff that that's you know outstanding, you should let them know that. Um, and I think for me. I might, you know, I guess I'm channeling a little bit, but maybe that's a part of the reason why I like your content is because you're you're blocking out and you're ignoring the the negativity um, that you know undoubtedly you know will come, but you're looking at it as it's a positive. It's okay, you know, you 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 don't like my stuff, but I'm gonna still say thank you um, to you and you know let you go about your way. Um, I conclude my episodes, you know, in a very similar fashion where if you're not feeling this, you know, that's okay. If you, if you, I actually say, if you're feeling this, share with your friends. If you're not, thank you for listening because you, right. you have to, you know, find 
your lane and once you find your lane you're you're not stressing you're not worried about what others who are not who are not you um what they have to say particularly when it's negative even when it's positive it's like okay thank you um i'm happy for it 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 does feel good but i at least know for myself i remind myself that i'm i really don't care if i get a like like i put it out and it could get zero likes and i'm still comfortable with i put it out uh and someone may never like it but they may still hit me up from seeing it and say oh that was dope Mm -hmm. um you know similar to that conversation i just mentioned excuse me, earlier, um, you know, it's just, there are people oftentimes that are, are looking um, and that are paying attention, that there are others out there um, that that want that. So you talked about uh, this young lady who hit you up about, you know, staying positive about, you know, one's body and confident. Um, what would you say was the turning point for you uh, in feeling that confidence um, or were you always like that? No, definitely I was never like this. I feel like, you know, we are, we're always a, a process. So, you know, we're constantly on a journey. We're constantly growing. And I feel like years ago when I was, that sounds so weird to even say years ago, <laughs> but years ago when I was, um, you know, trying to start up this whole YouTube thing and everything, I was also in a very weird space relationship-wise, I felt like I was losing myself with who I was with, and I didn't enjoy becoming like a shadow. It was Mm. always, if I was doing something that made me happy, it was never, I was never really happy in the first place, and I was only doing it because he was doing it. Um, So it took me a while to really realize, like, I needed to figure out who is Nicolette, what is her voice, what she loved to do, and then stick to it. And then now fast forward to now, um, I think what also helped is the fact that I do have a therapist. And I, I'm always an advocate for telling people, like, go and have therapy. Like, there's nothing wrong with it. You're not being judged. You're not going to be deemed like a crazy person. Nope. Like, literally, therapy is just so free it's so you know relaxing and it makes you just have that opportunity to step outside of yourself and be vulnerable and I've always struggled with being vulnerable so until I had therapy um so I feel like with doing all of these steps in life um I feel like it was just a way for me to further sit down and figure out like this really is who I am and whether I have flaws or not like this is this is just my raw self Mm -hmm. and I love that about myself and that kept reminding me how confident I needed to be how I needed to maintain that and just live life um and I also and I actually told her this too I I'm also a firm believer in giving yourself self-validation and positive affirmations and I think that's important because you know I'm guilty of it but and I'm sure other people are guilty of it too but we are not nice to ourselves we are our worst critics we can always you know point out our flaws point out where we're going wrong what we're doing wrong how we're doing it wrong but we're never able to sit down and say you did this right 
congratulations on getting this content out or congratulations on, you know, not dealing with whatever stressful situation in a negative light. Like we need to be nicer to ourselves and, and be able to just give that positive reinforcement to ourselves daily. Um, and I think that just overall, that'll help boost the confidence. Mm. Mm. I like that. Um, I want to share, I, I figured, you know, this would be a good moment to like, you know, as we're talking about um, how we came to just the, the, the point of confidence. And you talked about, you know, giving ourselves, you know, positive uh, affirmations and words of affirmations. I, I realized as you're saying that, you know, for me, it's, I remember at about 14, 15, somewhere in there, um, one night I was at home and I looked in the mirror and I, it wasn't intentional on why this happened. It's just literally in that moment. I just remember looking myself in the mirror though and, and accepting how I looked. Like I remember saying to myself, you are handsome in the mirror. And like I said, I didn't, you know, read anywhere in a book or anything like that that said, oh yeah, you should do this. Like literally, I think I was just coming out the bathroom, um, happened to glance in the mirror and I was like, oh you look good in the mirror and so it's like now as an adult i i subconsciously find myself particularly in the mornings um when i'm getting dressed like not just looking in the mirror just to kind of see you know what's going on but like thoroughly looking at myself in the mirror and being comfortable with the image that i see and so for me like that's that that positive affirmation or that reaffirmation to myself is like every time you see yourself in the mirror okay you look good and so i personally take that confidence into how i carry myself outside to right. the extent that i know that once i step out the door how everyone else feels about what i have on the colors you know that i'm wearing the color combination that i put together uh to me i don't care like i'm not stressing you know what their thoughts are and when people give me compliments I'm a little shocked sometimes because I'm like, yeah, I wasn't looking for it. Like, to me, this right. is for me, and I'm comfortable with how I'm dressed for me. Um, so that 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 conversation that, that we should have with ourselves is very, very real. Um, and I would encourage right. people to, to take a moment to uh to potentially do that you know look themselves in the mirror um to you know like you said remind yourself you know what's positive about you what's good about you what are you doing well and then the point that you talked about when it comes to therapy uh i just was recording right before this and you know uh we were talking about therapy and, and like we were talking about in the context of molly needing from insecurity to go to therapy but people in general going to therapy is uh is a good thing it's a, a thing that you said you know it allows you to be free it allows you to uh i think in some ways therapy allows you to reaffirm yourself without directly saying yo i'm this i'm that i'm worthy uh you know the conversations right. that you'll have while in therapy uh the questions that you might get asked you know, they're all leading you to a deeper you. Um, and yeah. that 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 really is a, I don't want to say it's a goal, but it's definitely a purpose of life. Um, it is. It definitely is. Um, and like, how I like to look at therapy is, I like to look at it as how you have conversations with God. You don't just have 
or whoever you you pray you don't just have conversations with God or whoever you you pray to when you need something or when something goes wrong you should be having conversations all the time yep so with therapy you know you don't just seek therapy when something is going wrong now in my case yes it just so happened that I went with a, a specific purpose but I think if I was better educated on therapy and comfortable at that time um, with therapy, I would have went a lot sooner, even before I purpose for needing therapy. Um, so, like, you know, when I when I tell people that, I'm like, let it, do it on your own time. Don't rush. Don't do it because other people are telling you to do it. Um, do your research. Figure out what's your comfort level. And then when you are exactly ready to do that, then go for it. But you don't have to necessarily wait until you, you have a problem. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and then even just to touch on what you said about how you look at yourself in the mirror, uh, I, I'm definitely an advocate for that because it sounds so, it sounds crazy because sometimes when people will say, well, if you look at yourself this amount of times in a day, like you're so vain, like why, why do you do stuff like that, you know? But I think it's like a gentle reminder mm-hmm. to yourself that yes, you do look good. Yes, you love this about yourself. Um, and it's also a way for you to be vulnerable with yourself too, because if you look at yourself in the mirror and you're able to flat off the bat, you know, say something positive about yourself, that goes a long way. Like I know for myself, sometimes I'll look in the mirror and the first thing I will pinpoint is like, Oh, like I want to gain weight. I wanted this. I wanted that. Instead of just saying, I, I love my collarbones. I love how slim my, my waist is, you know? So I try to just embed that every time I do take that time for myself and look at myself in the mirror and just pinpoint things that I love and appreciate about myself before I even think about choosing anything negative to say about myself. Yeah, like I, for me, like the, the looking in the mirror thing is largely in the morning in my house. You know, that mirror, you know, there's a mirror right before I walk out the door. I might look in that as well. To me, like you said, it's not a it's not a conceited. Like it's a, a just a, a gentle reminder to self. Um, I guess in, a, in some ways, it's also a humbling um, activity to remind yourself that you're looking in the mirror to continuously reaffirm that one, you look good, but then two, you're doing it for you. You're not, you know, looking in the right. mirror and, and looking to see if someone else is looking at you. You're looking for yourself. So there exactly. is definitely some, um, some, some positivity and some affirmations um, that can come with it. I, w- I will note, you know, don't, you know, get above yourself when doing it. But for the most part, I, I, I know for me, it's a, it's a, it's a humbling thing to just remind myself um, that I feel like I look good right. and I'm confident in that. <clears throat> so let's shift gears a little bit. Sticking to okay. uh, body positivity, though. Um, let's let's focus in on hair and makeup. And I mentioned about the short hair in the photo. Um, I, I mentioned that you do. Uh, you know, hair tutorials. How do you, though, just become more comfortable with the exploration aspect of, you know, particularly with your hair, um, you know, the different directions that you decide to take and not take? Like, I know currently um, you're not doing color. You know, 
what are what are those thoughts uh, that come about? How do you land on those things? To be honest, I don't have a game plan when it comes to how I want to do my hair. Like, if I see something I want to try, I just try it. I didn't think that's an important thing, especially, you know, for, for young girls that are just wanting to explore so many different things now. Um, granted, as long as they are okay, because there's some things that you can explore and you're, you shouldn't be exploring. Um, but I think it's, it's, it's good. It's healthy. It gives you the ability to really see, you know, how skillful you can be with your hair, um, how you can embrace what you already have. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with somebody wearing wigs, weaves, um, you know, and just going the whole mile with, with the lace fronts and everything. But if that's what makes you happy, I think that's that's the most important part. That's the first part that, that needs to be recognized is just whatever makes you happy. Because um, I can't tell you enough how many times I hear so many different people giving their opinions on how someone should look. And yes, we are we are all human and we all have opinions. But I just think that you wouldn't want somebody to really sit down and dictate what you can and cannot do. So who gives you that right to really do the same to someone else? So the whole, you know, taking a risk, being versatile in, in just trying new things, I'm all for that. And the same thing with makeup. Like... Who doesn't love makeup? And I think that being able to tap into, um, you know, different things that you can do with makeup, it's artistic. Now, mm. whether you like to wear makeup more on the heavier side or if you are someone who prefers wearing little to no makeup, I think that's all a self-preference and it should stay that way. It shouldn't be anyone trying to dictate the level of makeup or no makeup at all. Um, and I think that's a, a big battle, especially amongst women, where we just, we constantly beat each other up for that. Even males sometimes, I feel like when they are, you know, trying to, to, to dictate why they feel, oh, if you wear too much makeup, then I don't want to mess with you, or I don't approve of that, or if you wear lace from, I don't like that. Like, no, everybody has a preference. Everyone's entitled to like whatever they want and try whatever they want. I'm not telling you to not like cars or to not like video games, but you like it, right? So that's on you. And I think that's where it needs to, to stay. Um, now, the only thing I will say is there has to be, I don't even say there has to be. I just think that young kids nowadays need to be more aware of of what they are tying into mm. because there ain't a way like four-year-olds need to be having full-on makeup on their face um, or coloring their hair I do feel like it is up to the parent or whoever is that guardian for their children to just make them aware of these are the things that we have going on in this world and when you are comfortable and that right age then sure you can explore because I know for a fact my mother did not she's very traditional she's a, a Caribbean woman and she's like look you will not be coloring your hair you will not be doing this that and the third to your hair until you reach a certain age when you reach a certain age you can do whatever you want to do so I respected that because I just felt like she gave me those boundaries she gave me awareness she wasn't limiting me 
but she made me aware of these things because she knew if mm. she didn't, I was going to find it out anyway. And that goes across the board for anything nowadays. Um, but I'm a big firm believer of versatility and being able to t- try new things, but in moderation. That's a... I guess that that covered some of what I, I wanted to get on um, about how do we how do we manage in today's world where there's this this full on access to so much. Um, you know, I was having a, a side conversation uh, last week, and we were talking about you know kids in this this generation and era. They have they they have all have smartphones, and at the at the tip of you know their fingers is so much access to everything you know even everything from porn to r-rated movies to what you just talked about was beauty and makeup tips um and as as a as older individuals as adults you know the question i think comes about is how do we responsibly inform um young adults but also give them access to things um, you know, beauty and makeup. Do you think that there's, there, I guess the question is, is what sort of limits are there, if any, um, to exposing, uh, young adults to beauty and makeup? So my thing with that is everyone is, is entitled to whatever style of parenting that they have. So, you know, I can't really sit here and dictate what I think they should be doing. What I will say is, yes, making your child aware of these things is important because at the end of the day, if you aren't the one who's the front runner making your child aware of things, whether you're making them aware to tell them, no, don't do this, or are they permission to do this, just make them aware because they're going to find this sort of information out somehow, some way, whether that's them exploring on, you know, their smartphones or tablets on their own by accident, or they may have friends who have parents who already made them aware and give them that type of freedom to explore and that stuff, or they're just going to find out from outside, whether they're at school, whether they're at a friend's house, or just hearing it on the street. So there's so many different ways that you know, these young kids can find out certain information. And if it's not coming from home itself, that can be very stressful. Um, It's like, not even just with hair and makeup. I know we're talking specifically about those things. But literally, like you said, it's such a wide scale of how they can receive this, this type of information. And one of my fears, I don't have children yet. But that is a big fear of mine, that I want to be the one to explain certain things to my kids before, you know, it gets to them from outside sources. Because the last thing I need is for them to be tapping into things that they don't fully understand Mm. and not knowing how to, you know, handle the aftermath of that. So I think it is important that it starts from home and however that parent parents decide to you know deal with the type of situation that they're in with their child then that's on them that's good i i I like how you you started off with you know people have different parenting styles and and recognizing that and recognizing that every situation is bound to be different 
Um, so I think, <clears throat> what would you, what do you tell your younger self? Or what do you tell younger, let's start here. Let's, let's actually go through it in a step-by-step phase. So the younger self, what are you telling the younger you, um, the, the under 18 Nicolette, um, about body positivity and, you know, coming just to love herself? I think the the type of advice I would give myself is to understand that I am beautiful no matter how I look at this moment. It's better as I grow. It changes as I grow. I'm not this person, you know, for the rest of my life. I evolve, and I'm already a butterfly, but I evolve into a bad butterfly. Um, just being able to get out of my head and just, you know, embrace me more and not let the judgments of other kids really bring me down because I think mm. that was a constant battle that I've always had is just listening to other kids and, and, and not being aware of myself. Now, it's a little hard to be fully aware of yourself, especially being a teenager, because you're battling with so many different things, you know, being a teenager. Like, no one's thinking about these type of things. Um, but I think just, just being able to hear when my parents give me that positive reinforcement telling me I am beautiful, I am perfect the way I am, letting that sit in, letting that sink in, and then growing and enjoying my process of growing and just waiting for the right moments. Like, stop stressing over things that I cannot control. That's, that's, that's real. So what do you then tell, what do you tell the, the college student? who is in that transitioning point where they're no longer a high school student, they're no longer just a, a young lady, um, but maybe more now starting to see themselves as an adult, as a woman. Uh, what do you say to that 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 conversation? Like what is what are you affirming for them? Now as a college student, and I think I resonate a lot with this point because I had a lot of uh, changing moments, growth, uh, self-identity, and I would say just have fun. Still get out of your head and just embrace yourself with a crowd that's going to help support you, help uplift you, because I think... If you are surrounding yourself with other like-minded individuals, then there's no issues. You wouldn't have to be feeling moments of insecurity, moments of self-doubt, because you're around people who are just like you, who are positive and giving you that positive energy that you need. Um, I think the moment where you mess up is surrounding yourself with that negative energy, those type of people that are always going to be condescending, those type of people who are always going to be very critical of you, even when you have moments that you are so positive by yourself. Those people are going to be the ones that bring you down. Um, And misery loves company. So just being able to separate yourself from the negativity, take risks, have fun, and just love every bit and moment um, of your growth process, I think is so important. I can tell that you really, you lived that moment just now. <laughs> yes, yes, because it's like, 
Don't talk about it. I don't regret anything, but I feel like if I could go back in time, mm. I would have done this whole like YouTube thing way back mm-hmm. then. I feel like I would have tried so many different things. I would have just had a little... I had fun, but I would have had 10 times more fun, and I wouldn't have let you know other people's opinions really stop me from doing certain things or looking a certain way um man (laughs) no i i agree um i and that's why i recognize that you lived that moment as you were talking about it um because again like thinking about the world in which you know we grew up in it's it, it around that era of becoming a teenager but also smartphones were you know in their infancy the internet was still AOL but we still had internet um or right. had more access to it and you think about the lanes in which you could have created for yourself um that you there the, the possibilities are still there so it's not to you know you know frame it in this context that it's not possible but realistically looking at like life and the the positivity that you you now have and if that was you know even if a, a, a small portion of it were available to you when you were younger uh just the the roads that you you may have traveled and what that imagination may have looked like right. so let's cap it off we've the pre-18, the college, you know, woman, what do you say to the, the grown woman, the adult who is also, you know, coming to you for that affirmation, that body positivity, um, that they may, you know, see from your, your work? Um, I would say for the present grown woman now, let go of any fears, let go of awkwardness. Um, I tell everybody that I talk to, both on my lives and just people who know me, they know I am an awkward person. And not like awkward in the way that, you know, um, I'm goofy or nothing. Well, I am a little goofy. But awkwardness in the way of, because I overthink so many things, I'm always questioning instead of just embracing them and loving, mm. loving the moment, channeling the moment, and just doing things. Um, so letting that go and just just loving yourself, being so happy that you are here, happy that you have these experiences. And I love to tell people to cherish their experiences. And whether that's, you know, your friendships, relationships, dating, whatever it is, like cherish those experiences because those are part of your growth process and those are going to help you really figure out truly who you are and what you're trying to be and who you're trying to become um so just being able to like have that type of mentality goes a long way um the other thing i would say is still going back to like the suggestion for the for the college student surround yourself by people who are going to support you um, I think, especially during times like mm. these, you need to really have a tight circle. And I noticed that as you, you know, you grow, your your circle becomes smaller and smaller. Um, so I think just being able to hold on to a positive tight circle that is going to really support you 100%, no matter what you do, 
Um, I think that's that's really key to to the growth process and therapy. <laughs> <laughs> definitely is definitely in there. Um, so what's next for you? See, I, I, it's a funny thing. I was talking to my best friend about this the other day. That question is a question that I don't want to say I hate it. I dislike it because hate is a strong word, but I dislike it. And the reason why I don't like that question is because no one knows their future. No one has a detailed plan that's actually going to happen of their future. Mm. So I feel like when that question is thrown at you, you know, it can be perceived as, okay, either you don't have the confidence to, to, to project what you plan on doing, or you just don't know what you want to do. Um, I'm a firm believer of writing down your passions, writing down what your purpose is, writing down who you want to become, right? So that can be like your, your way, your outlet of dictating how you see your life happening. Mm. But I'm not God. I am not a mind reader. And I don't have all the answers. So I don't necessarily have that concrete answer to say, this is where I'm going to be. This is where I see myself. What I can tell you is my passions are always going to be authentic. They're always going to be uplifting. I'm not the type of person that is just going to sit down. Like, I'm constantly changing. And I think that no matter what my path hat is, is leading towards, it's always going to be something that I know I put into play, that I supported, that I did the research, and I was excited to do it, and I believed in it. Um, but I, I just... That question always kills me because they even ask you like that sometimes, like even when you go on job interviews. Like, I, no, I don't really <laughs> specifically know. But then there's some people that can flat out say, this is what I'm going to have. This is what I'm going to do. This is this, this, and this. But everybody has different perspectives and mentalities. No, you're, you're absolutely right. I know whenever I'm asked that question, I always answer it in the moment because that's where my thoughts are. Um, so like thinking about a job interview and like they'll ask and I'll always just go back to what like the, the purpose and the reason that I'm there for that particular job is is what's next for me. It's it's to me it's carrying out the plan that I, I, I've maintained. Um, you mentioned something earlier that I think speaks specifically to this moment. Um, you talked about you don't walk into a room with a title. Um, you're not, you know, showing up as this this figurehead. You're know, as a public figure. Um, I, you know, even like when people are like, yeah, like the, the conversation, you know, earlier today about you know the podcast. To me, I was still just in shock because I still don't look at, you know, even having a platform. Uh, don't look at it in that context of I'm something, you know, bigger than. So for me, it's always about the moment that I'm currently in. So if in that moment, I'm, you know, trying to become a rapper, you know, that's what's, that's what's next for me is trying to become a rapper. Um, I'm just, you know, along the way, perfecting how I'm going to get to being a rapper is, you know, what I'm looking at on a daily basis. Um, so yeah, that, that's that's an interesting you know note that you you were very like I don't like that question. <laughs> um, yeah, because you know what I just feel like it's hard because as a creative, 
you have so many different ideas. So it's hard to really dictate a specific path because mm-hmm. you're constantly always rethinking or brainstorming new ways that you can just evolve. Um, so that's why I'm strong against that question. But I do see where you're coming from with how you would respond because that also makes you know why I, I'll be honest on how I came to that response was uh, based off of the fact that I'm not the type of person to sit down and plan things out like, you know, five, ten years ahead, uh, you know, kind of going back to what you said, you know, we're not God um, or, you know, whoever you believe in, you know, we're not that high spiritual power that's all knowing. So, you know, we no one saw 2020 looking like this. Like we all had the plans. Like we, we had the plans. We had trips. We had everything right. ready to go. And <laughs> March came, and Corona hit, and it was just like sit down, uh-huh. like sit all the way, take several seats. Um, so yes. I've I've never planned out life in that manner. Um, so I remember one time feeling like getting that question and feeling like, oh shit, what do I say? How do I? I remember what it was. I was getting ready to graduate college and people were just asking, what are you doing next? Like, what's next with your life? And I'm just like, I don't know. And I shouldn't feel bad for not knowing. Like, the the, the job market isn't the greatest. Uh, you know, you're, you're, you're saddled with debt. For me, I had been in school from kindergarten through college. I wanted a break. So that's what was next for me was relaxing. And I remember once I then, you know, kind of became an adult to others, um, I started reminding, you know, uh, high school seniors and, and, high, and college graduates something similar. I was like, don't let anyone rush your process. And right. from that, I took from it that it's okay not, like you said, not to have it planned out. Um, you know, that far in advance, five to 10 years, my, my working model is that you at least have to be doing something here and now, if you're doing something here and now, and you're able to live to the next day, you keep doing that. And along the way, you start to figure it all out. Um, and start to kind of yeah. put those pieces I into place. I love that. I definitely love that. Because it's, it's so true. It's so true. As long as you're being productive and active now, your future can pretty much be determined by the actions that you are doing right now, yep. right this very moment. Now, if you're sitting down, don't have a plan for the future, don't have a plan for the present, now that's a conversation that you really need to figure out. That's when it gets real scary. Yes, when you're when you're when you don't have anything where you're just you're stagnant like and when I say stagnant I don't mean you you're you've been working at the same job for three years I mean stagnant is is like you're not there's nothing you're not moving you're not even working at that three that job for three years you're just not right. working like you're not doing anything you're not volunteering you're not getting up yet you're just stuck um right. yeah so before we wrap up um you mentioned this is this is not body positivity. Um, but you mentioned, you know, being in the photography, uh, what is it like now being behind the camera, um, and, and thinking about what you, you then put in front of people? I believe it or not, I love it so much more than actually modeling and creating content. And the reason why I do that is because 
like how I mentioned the fulfilling aspect of making other people feel good about themselves, that is the one of the things that I pride myself on when it comes to my photography because not only do I have that experience of being the model, being, you know, in front of the lens and knowing how to pose, but now being able to be behind the lens and direct people and let them feel more com uh, comfortable and confident with, you know, modeling, posing, smiling, something as simple as smiling, mm. making them feel so happy about themselves and then allowing them to see the art that we both equally created together. Um, you know, that just makes me feel so happy at the end of the day. Like I shot with a couple people where they're just like, I'm really nervous to shoot. I don't know how to pose. You're gonna have to help me. I'm like, trust me, you got all of this. You just need to be confident in, in what you're doing. And it's like, as soon as I get my camera out, I could tell you, hey, pose this way. And then before you know it, you're doing all your own. You're doing so many different things on your own without me having to tell you anything. So I enjoy those moments when people are like, wow, I had no idea I could take this type of photo. And it's, it's a great moment because they're so happy. Um, and I especially miss doing it right now. But hopefully sometime in July, maybe even mid-June, we could be open again because this is, this is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, uh, like I said, Corona came through and shut all that down. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm thankful for that 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 conversation uh, that we just had because it was beautiful to just talk about um, body positivity and what that looks like. And I don't know if we have enough conversations about that particularly. Um, talking about it in the diff in the senses of what it actually is like it's our physical you know the actual body itself and then there's the other aspects of beauty um and, or of or makeup and hair and how that all you know comes together to make us the person and we talked about you know looking in the mirror and that has nothing to do with whether you're posing naked on, on Instagram or whether you're an IG model, whether you do makeup tutorials or not. That's that's the self. That's the person. Uh, and that it was good to put some focus on the person, right. the people. And I feel like a lot of people need to have conversations like this for sure because it, it's all about the perspectives. I think that's the most important part about these type of conversations and not even just about these topics, just in general. I feel like, you know, when, you, when you're when you open to many different perspectives and it's not just your own anymore, you're able to really grasp, you know, what is being talked about. Um, and then you're able to kind of reset and rethink like, wow, I've never really, you know, envisioned whatever we're talking about this way. Um, and I think that's important, especially with a lot of our youth nowadays. Mm. They need these type of conversations. They need to be aware of it. They need to be open um, to be vulnerable and, and, and embracing their their true skin, their true self. So I, I love these type of conversations. That's dope. So before we wrap up, uh, money, power, respect, I think this, 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 the first aspect of it um, still fits into this 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 positivity, um, or actually what I should say the platforms that are used. So uh, President Trump um, decided to sign an executive oh, order uh, 
on social media companies and interesting i'm not even going to read uh what the executive order was because a lot of people are saying like it absolutely makes no sense um you know the the way in which he uh wrote this executive order you can't actually ban or regulate in that manner um but I think the, the the question there that this that this particular moment invokes is what do you feel is the power of social media? I think social media is just well now social media has grown tremendously. So there's so many different outlets with social media. At first when it first started, especially with um, you know, Instagram just budding, it was a way for people to just get away and free themselves, say whatever they want, express themselves however they want. And then it just grew into this platform where I myself now included in it, people can make, you know, content towards specific, um, you know, type types of roles and industries. And now you have a lot of businesses that make a lot of their profit from social media. So it has gone in so many different directions now, which is unbelievable. But I still do feel like social media is just in general how we can have a voice mm. to be heard um, because it just goes so far to you can only go so far with the news and reporting the news and and expressing how you feel there. No one's really you know writing anymore, which is sad. But no one's really writing anymore. No one's doing, like, a lot of blog posts. There's just this quick, nonstop, on-the-go, I make posts, this is how I feel, Yep. and done. Yep. So it's, it's convenient, yes. Um, now, when it comes to a point where people go a little overboard with how they <laughs> discuss certain things, that's when it starts to get tricky. It's like, should we not have, you know, freedom of speech involved in this? Should now we have boundaries because we have a group of people who just go overboard? Yep, and one of them happens to be the president. Uh, really interesting. Oh yes, that's really oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, so, so in state, um, the state of Young Black New York, uh, is coming up, and this is a. It's, it's a virtual conference this year uh, by circumstance, uh, but it's, a, it's an annual conference. This is actually the 10th year. Uh, it's an annual conference put on by the New York Urban League Young Professionals. Uh, and the state of Young Black New York aims to really talk about the issues facing the black and brown community here uh, in New York. The Urban League, the National Urban League, every year puts out a report called... Um, I forget what the status of black America, something along those lines. Uh, but they put out a report every year that talks about where the African-American community is at in, in, in five pillar or uh, areas, health, education, employment, health, education, employment, politics, and housing. <clears throat> those are the five areas in which uh, the Urban League assesses, you know, the black uh, status uh, and oftentimes we are um, below we are significantly in a space of detriment and needing assistance 
Uh, and that's as a collective. I'm not saying that that's everyone. I'm just saying as the broader community, uh, there's still a lot of work to be done to ensure that we're receiving benefits, uh, that we're receiving access and all of that. But this year, the conference uh, did shift a little bit in response to the coronavirus. And it'll be covering closing the wealth gap. So what are specific things that African-Americans can do, particularly within education and policy, uh, to close the wealth and income gap? Uh, the second night will feature surviving COVID-19 financially. So how do we, uh, as young professionals, millennials, uh, in this current moment survive? You know, folks are talking about an impending recession. There are over 40 million Americans who have filed for unemployment. Uh, the unemployment rate is upwards of 14%. The person responsible for steering the, the ship uh, has no license, has no concept of driving whatsoever. So that session will really touch on what are some of the things that we financially can do to be surviving this moment and come out uh, behind it in a better place. And then the last night, uh, <clears throat> the last night will focus on being black in New York. I think that that night has a dynamic panel of all I mean, the entire conversation is all black, uh, but that panel in particular has uh, my son will be there, Natasha Williams, uh, someone from the Public Advocates Office as well. We'll be speaking on that panel realistically just about being black. And in this current moment that we're in, it's it's very it's very real on on what it means to be black. You know, we were talking, you know, prior to recording about, you know, going outside and the warnings that we have to give and the conversations that black parents have to have with their kids about, you know, being safe and all of those things. Right. So that's coming up June 1st through the 5th. Uh, I encourage folks to click the link that will be in the info section uh, and check that out. Nick, you want to leave the people with anything before we dip? <laughs> Be great. Be great. Be humble. Be safe. Be alert. Be aware. You know, just be proud. I think that these are tough times right now. And it's easy for us to get distracted and, and go to the wayside. Um, I think that also right now mental wellness has to be the most important thing. Uh, because even aside from what's happening with our black community right now, just in general, being able to cope with COVID and deal with having to be home and having to adjust to this new life routine that we have here. Um, checking in with yourself is it's more important than ever. Being able to talk with your friends, reach out to somebody and, and be sure that, you know, you are still connected with with people i think that's so important going for walks getting fresh air like these are the little things that i think will help us keep going along as much as we can yeah um and then in regards to recent news i think it's just one of those things that we just have to be full-on alert and, and aware of what's what's really happening um it's sad that we have to watch the news nowadays and, and it's so heartbreaking, you know, but if we don't watch the news, it's like, you don't want to block these things out. Yeah. You want to keep yourself educated on it, you know? 
No, that, that's um, real. Prayer. Prayer is important. Prayer mm. is very important right now to keep us fully connected with ourselves and God. But better days will be coming. I know it. <laughs> you know, it's, I was having a conversation yesterday and I, I said that in this moment, I, I don't want to flip the, the, the switch to militant. Um, mm-hmm. Because, like, to me, there there's no going back from that. Like, when you flip that switch, like, you are recognizing that the path forward um, includes violence. It includes death. Um, it could potentially include, like, starvation. So many other things that right. the fear behind that is that I... I want our people to to achieve that freedom and those better days, um, but I'm also just mindful of how we get there and making sure that we bring as many of us along in that as possible. Uh, and in this 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 current time period, you like you said, kind of you know checking in on self, uh, mental health, uh, wellness is important, and in, in in recognizing in that also, it's okay sometimes to step away and to step back, and it doesn't right. mean um, that you're not taking care of yourself. That doesn't mean that you're you're not looking out, you know, for the greater good. That's it's it's putting on your mask first before helping someone else. Right, right, and it's like. It's, it's, it shouldn't be that we have to think so deeply into these little things, but it's so true. It is so true. We like shouldn't have to. Safety, it's, it's like, it's really crazy now that this is what our, our world has come to. And it's shocking. It's scary at the same time. But just holding on to as much positivity as we can. Yep. Take a deep breath. <laughs> Hold on to the positivity. That's all we can do. Because even my post today, I was mentioning like, you know, it's kind of hard to be silent. But at the same time, you know, you want to fight back. But it's like either or option, you're still at risk. Mm-hmm. So it's what do we do? You know, what exactly do we do now? We can't be silent, but we can't fight back at the same time. So what is there left for us to do? We don't know. I'll be honest with you. That's where that's where I'm at in trying to figure out what, what next in this moment starts to look like. Is because I don't... Like, right before we, you know, started recording, I was actually... I had a moment where I was sitting down and, and, and really trying to just put this week into context. Um, and I know for the last at least the last day or so, I've really have just been like, I don't have any more words to put to these this situation. Um, I think I even posted that on Facebook earlier, was like, at this point, I'm sorry, I don't have any other words to describe these atrocities. You either see them as what they are or you don't. And recognize that if you don't see them for you know what they are, then that, that that's the problem. That speaks volumes. Um, but for me, like I'm at that, I'm in that space of now just really trying to figure out how we start to be positive and move forward. Um, because I don't want to, I don't want to move away from positivity. Like I, I, and that was, that was a part of that, that, that space and that thinking was, I really don't want to move away from positivity. Like, but at the same time, I'm trying to be mindful of, of not telling people just to keep on pushing through. Um, so yeah, I, I will really say like right now is, is that moment of the reflection to figure out how do we start to plot, um, going forward. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna make sure the podcast is a part of it though. 
So, you want to let the people know. First, I'm going to just say she has a, a lot of platforms in which you can uh, <laughs> check her out on. So, I'm going to, you know, pull, I'm going to pause for a second and let her drop all her info um, so that y'all can follow up. Go ahead. Yes, yes, yes. So, here's how we're going to to make it super easy and this is what i'm so grateful for you know, this whole social distancing quarantine because it really pushed me to make my website and before this i was like not doing it i was like yeah 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 i'll get to it and i never got to it so this was the time where i was like you know what i need to do something for me so if you go to www.becomingmodeless.com mm. ComingModelS.com. M O D E L E S Q U E. .com. All the information will be there. My social media platforms. You get to see some of my work. You get to see some of my modeling. All that jazz is there for you to really see. So check it out. That's beautiful. That is dope that you you took the time to do that now. Um, and yes, and this is actually the first time I'm actually mentioning it to someone because oh look at that I made it. Yeah, so you're the first one who knows because I made it and I was trying to figure out a creative way to introduce it to my audience and everything. But I've been having like my my is where I just don't feel creative some days. So I'm like. It'll come to me when the time is right, and I will bring it up to people, but you are definitely the first one to know that I made my website. Well, that's dope. We can you know, make that an Everybody Mad premiere. Um, we definitely have to have a follow-up conversation now that I'm thinking because you, you, you've mentioned you know, the creative block several times, and I, I know, I know how, how that block, how real that block is. Like... It is not fun. It's not. You know, I've, in some ways, for for me, when the block happens, I take it, you know, just as my personality and stride. Because, like, the podcast isn't my first instance of doing something for, you know, for broad consumption. Um, I've had, you know, a blog right. before. You know, I've had a few different blogs and websites. and And thinking back to putting those together i know i hit creative i had creative block often and there's times where you push through it and then there's times where you are like no the work will suffer and i'm not and right and so i definitely at some point want to have a follow conversation about that because you know i think we could definitely yes, definitely we can fill some, some i'll leave it there in regards to you know the just that that block I I always tell everybody this, and I channel it every single day when I'm doing something. But I'm always saying, if something or someone feels forced, it just isn't for you. Mm. So if you have to constantly chase it and 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 overthink it, it's either just new for you completely, or it's just not the right time. And that's what I channel whenever I'm doing something, which is why nobody knows that I have a website <laughs> because. It's just not the right time right now. I am not creatively there to get dressed up, do my hair, put my makeup on, go outside, do an elaborate photo shoot. Like, it's just not happening. Mm. So when that time comes, everybody would know. Because I know if I just did it and it's half-assed, 
it would not be what I want it to be. And I will be upset later on. So when the time is right, it'll be revealed. Yeah, I was that literally I was just going to say that when it came to releasing the website, it's going to hit you um, likely when you least expect it. And how you put it out will it'll be what you want it to be. Like, that's real. Right, exactly. From one creative to another. All right. Yes, yes, yes. All right, <laughs> folks. Um, as always, y'all can email everybodymadpod at gmail.com. Tell me how you feel about the show. Share topics, ideas, feedback, and comments. On IG, like and follow Everybody Mad. Uh, and then Everybody Mad on all major podcast platforms. Subscribe if you're feeling this. Share with your friends if not. Uh, as always, I thank y'all for listening. Um... Nick, you got any quotes you want to leave with the people? Oh, I'll give you my quote before I even, before you even ask for it. What was you it? Know, this, it was something or someone feels for us, it isn't for you. But I have another one. I wrote it down too. <laughs> Let me find it. Okay, there we go. Stop stressing over things you cannot control. However it's meant to be, it is meant to be. And I say that because of with in light of everything with the virus or whatever it is, we cannot control these things. So there's no sense of getting ourselves to that mental state of stress. Mm-hmm. We just have to, you know, pick up and continue as is, maintain our own mental wellness, and and just try our best to just be positive the best way we can. Most certainly. And so I'm gonna leave y'all with this. Uh... <laughs> Brown skin, you know I love your brown skin. I can tell where I can't tell where yours begins. I can't tell where mine ends. Brown skin up against my brown skin needs some every now and then. Thank y'all. This your boy Rel, Nick. Yes. <laughs> Appreciated y'all for stopping in, and y'all have fun. Yeah.